the things it begins you know that these little quiet moments that that, yeah. that there's a as a notion of of the sort of ripple the sort of theme that we like to have for the European land art festival which is ripples of kindness and you 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 invite people into that moment to make something to you know you you're being kind of you nurturing of people and i love the notion that that ripples outwards we don't know that the consequence of our actions whether they're good or bad they they ripple onwards in ways we can't imagine uh, um and i love to see that i'm talking to Lawrence Winroom today he's a land artist from Scotland lovely to meet you here on zoom yes likewise likewise so you are based in the uk that's right in scotland Oh, in Scotland. And it's there that you do these wonderful creations in nature. Well, it's there and um well, wherever I am, I've uh if I even have uh, traveled traveled with my uh, photography work. Um uh you know, I remember I was on shoot, uh, shoot I'm a, as a photographer I was shooting in England on a on a project and um I just had an extra half day so I disappeared into some forest near London. And uh, yeah. I made something there. So um, wherever Amazing. I am, um, so it's great because you don't need uh, you don't need much. You know, you just need that that sort of open space, that uh, that freedom, and that, and most important, the time. Yeah. Um, and the inclination is always there. So yeah. Amazing, but so photography was first, and then the nature, the art. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm I had a 30 year career in in mm -hmm. commercial photography so I'm always um that's still very much the sort of primary of what I'm doing um uh um certainly at the moment um uh, you know it's it's been it's and it's quite a bit of sort of crossover and I use all my photography skills in what I'm doing oh, yeah. in the sort of land mm -hmm. art side of it um mm -hmm. uh, and I really like that sort of crossover but it's things are feel like they're they're shifting a bit in that um, I'm just getting so much more out of the the land art. It's, it's such a joy, but it's uh, I've also got bills to pay. So so oh um, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and that's that's um, so you've got to sort of strike a balance there. But um, I don't know. Um, it's so become a new passion or new, but it's been years now. But um, that I'm really looking to and and um, kind of have the intention to to shift things and maybe just share any sort of double career to keep going with my photography um I, th I think i'd need to be doing that but um increasingly doing more um you know workshops and and setting up things so i can be selling prints that kind of thing yeah, so that's what friends and friends of mine in the sort of land art side of things that's what that's what they all tend to do so um yeah. because yeah. photography also changed in the past years now Oh yeah, everything's always. That's the one thing. That's the, the only thing that's guaranteed in your life is change. You know, everything's <laughs> going to change and whatever's going on. So yeah, it, there is. Um, um, there's always change, and uh, photography's changing uh, uh, as it always has been. I mean, it's sometimes the those changes have been at my advantage. Um, when I got into, um, you know, when I started in photography, everything was on film. It was a very small sort of world of people who actually, you know, had trained to do these skills. You really needed certain skills to be able to begin to do that because you can't see the images until you've processed these images. So you had to know what you're doing. And now that's massively changed with uh, when digital came along. But in actual fact, it worked to my advantage. I, you know, had all my training and then digital came along. When I picked that up, I realized it's just another tool. Uh, and my career flourished at that time because I found that I really took to the you know what, what you could do and the more experimental nature of um, you know how much more you can test things and and um, create different looks and feels and with with a um, digitally. Um, but now, of course, that's on the change again, and with uh, the advent of AI coming in, and it's sort of affecting everybody's jobs almost. Um, uh, so one thing I do like about Landor, I don't, you know, much as people will be, have already are creating fake land art um, uh, via AI. But um, you know, if you're teaching a workshop or something like this, we don't yet got, we haven't yet get, get, yeah, we haven't yet got robots that are going to be doing exactly, that. yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, given time, even that may well happen. Um, I, 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 you know, but I think uh, 
Um, I'm going to say not in my lifetime, but it's daft okay. to say any of that because uh, stuff is changing faster than we can even imagine at the moment. But um, yeah, the, the human connection of working on those projects is 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 fun. Um, that's that's an important part, and that's that's you know it's photography I I, I enjoy, but it's the um, and and all this sort of constant change, but it is the it's the human aspect that thing that you can't sort of um, digitize <laughs> those parts of yeah. it. That are the important parts, and that's what we're in a sort of desperate need of in this day and age. And that it's another reason I want to be doing work, focusing more in that direction. It's it, there's such a um, uh, there's such a um, lack of good mental health these days because of the nature exactly. of lifestyles mm -hmm. and this is something that is so been so rewarding for me and that's what i want to share you know that's that's uh one of the big reasons behind what i want to you know focus on but i think it's also not just about the photo or the the print or you know the the artwork but it's actually it must be um so rewarding going out there and like looking for these hundreds of leaves that you put on the on the tree trunk or the the this uh, rocks that you gather so it's it's the process rather than the final project and it's uh it's that what made me think also to talk to you about is that um it's it's this you can see it's a long process that you that you're going through but you speed it up, of course, in in with uh, that you can do these images on on Instagram, but it made me really think about, um, you know, that it's that we have to go back to nature and and try these things. You know, that it doesn't have to be this perfect art, but you can just try something. Yes, it's um, uh, <clears throat> that's that's what's really been the big gain for me, especially in this last year um i've been i've i've had a bit of free time just in the last even this last autumn in autumn my mother has not been well so i've been up north in the middle of nowhere um where she live she's been living um uh, helping helping her she was in hospital for a while so each day i was visiting her but when i wasn't visiting her i was out in the in the sort of absolute wilderness out there because it's <clears throat> further north in scotland and and it was just the best therapy and like that was it's like being on a retreat you know everyone's saying how stressful it is with my mum not being well and, and yes that is a stressful side but in actual fact it became a sort of really healing and rich rich experience because you know um i had a place i had my little wee um my time in the forest there and and it just it's so like because it was day after day of that hospital visit um into the woods um and it, it, it sort of changed something in me and um and just how profoundly i gained a, a sort of richer sense of self um and i just realizing the impact it's having on on my life um and i think whoa we need to we need this to, yes. to, to spread around some more um and of course I think we all have our own paths and our own gifts and things like this. And I'm like, oh, this is mine. You know, somebody else, it might be, you know, reenactment battles. You know, I know these people get extremely passionate about whatever it is their thing is. And that's great. But if you have something or when you find something like that, embracing it and, and going for it. Um, and, and when I've had the opportunity to be able to share that with people, it's been it's been great the, the the sort of back and forth with people is great and I, I really like the idea of working with people with who've had sort of mental health things going on you know that people who are who are in pain and because it's it's such a vast percentage of the of people these days um who who are sort of suffering and you just can't go wrong to go back to nature like you say to, exactly. back to the the basics of it to get into a forest and um, to spend time there, we know, we know there's, there's so much more research done in science as well, which is backing all this up. We know it, it you know, it, it uh, um, reduces the cortisol in your blood and, and increases the the, the, the positive and um, drugs that, that we produce. Um, so for me, when I'm in a forest now, my reaction is like it switches on my vision way more than the past. When I walk with somebody else, 
they're kind of just walking through the forest and i'm like whoa slow down look at that look at that you know yeah. and i'm really seeing things in a different way that's that's the part that's different and i I've, i tend to find i only get to do that when my own when i'm on my own because otherwise take a very long time to get anywhere and and i become much more of a intimate conversation for me a forest is a busy place uh, and my sense of that place being alive you know i got a very sort of spiritual perspective on on life and that's where when i'm in the forest that nature that 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 thought or that connection that everything has its uh, sort of form of sentience you know that everything is alive um um for me um it, the volume of that it feels like is gets keeps getting turned up so my sensitivity to it turns up so and the sort of the 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 happenstance things that are going on the synchronicities the 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 balance of things is so wonderful and i have to keep having these lovely lovely experiences just have to meet somebody in the middle of the forest and end up talking to them for like two hours or something like this really? making oh, something my. at the same time yeah. you know and I've met some wonderful people that way. And it's it's lovely because they all, they all of a sudden they start opening up because you're not just sort of looking them straight in the eye. You're working on something in the ground. And it's a place when they can start to open up themselves. You're not you're not sort of directly, you know, questioning them or something or or um, no. it's a it's a it's a very gentle and nurturing environment. So there's so many things about that that um uh, I am. I, I really enjoy, and that's that's one of the reasons why um, I'm one of the directors for the European Land Art Festival, which runs in Dunbar every year in July. So we hold that over the course of uh, around about six days um, uh, with myself and uh, a couple of other people helping. But the main organizer is James Craig Page, um, who sort of founded all this. Um, I think back 2017. And that's just growing and becoming very popular. Amazing. It's just, it's wonderful to see a beach or a forest full of children, full of families. Yes. They come in there and they're all walking past and they're sort of peering in. What, what are these strange people doing on the ground? And you know, look over 50 minutes later and they're all on the ground and they're all working together and the kids are laughing and they're, they're, they're playing. And just to have those moments, that's that's what it's about for me. Well, I think it's also it's it's something that's not um, out of reach. You know, it's not it's not art that you think, oh, I would never be able to do that. It's something that anybody can do and and create their own patterns and create their own little artwork. You know, so it's not it's not that uh, looking like, at a Picasso and thinking, how could I ever do that? So I think it, that makes it also so so um, approachable. Yes, it, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's sometimes that the children are, don't have an issue with this. I had I I ran a four day workshop at the uh, Royal Highland Show in in Ingolston in Edinburgh um, earlier this year, and the kids they just rock up and they just get on with it and they don't have this sort of self doubt but as soon as they reach a certain age or the parents when you turn to the the the, the mum or the dad and you say right it's your turn come on stack some stones make some uh, let's see you, you want to make a design on the ground and they all sort of back away oh no i can't do that you know you've got they've got this notion in their head and you think oh your you know your child has not got a problem with this notion and it's it's um and and it's helping people to um, release from that th those notions of of judgment that you know they've maybe once had some teacher frown at something they they drew when they were nine exactly. and they just sort of yeah. they just flicked a switch that went oh I don't do art now I don't do mm -hmm. I don't do that sort of thing and of course it's not about it's not about that you know um it's not about the the end result as you say it's the process mm -hmm. um, yeah. and that's what's the the sort of healing part and you know um so sort of funny story because. That the the most rewarding and richest experience I had of making land art was a day I went to the forest, um, and the leaves were perfect. It was just around early November, maybe in um, of last year, and um, the beech leaves were just every color, you know, right from the sort of limey green to to these reddish dark browns and everything in between of all the shades of lime and and yellow. Um, so I I I'd 
found and picked a few leaves and and I was making out this spiral and this little robin kept on coming down and sort of wrecking what I was doing. Really? Filming the robin and things. And it was just, I was having such a, a great time. I was so in the moment and 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 every time I turned my back, it'd come back and the, the bird had really messed up what I was doing. Of course. It's yeah. it's it's going. Hey, you you've you've exposed some earth here. Uh, there's going to be yeah. grubs for and goodies for me to eat, and it doesn't <laughs> care about artwork. And I'm like, great. It's a good lesson on on not grasping on the the the, the end result. Um, yeah. Um. And and I got halfway through making that, and I was just grinning from ear to ear. It was such a kind of joyful state of 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 that because it's quite a simple process, and I knew where what I was wanting to do, and just that quietness and joy in that moment that i i get in that those moments sometimes and then and then it started to get a bit windy and the whole thing just blew away you know like in, in this, yeah. a couple of seconds it was almost all gone and i just burst out laughing and packed up my stuff and left mm. um, and and that was weirdly the the most joyful day of making really? i had mm. and i thought that's great because it was helping me because mm. you know I, I'm like everybody else. I've, I've this ego, you know. You, I'm going like, oh, I want to make this look really good, you know. And and I'm I'm a perfectionist, you know. When I make things, I tend to make them quite perfectly, you know. When I'm animating them, I'm making sure I get it right. I will spend as many hours as it takes to do that because that's that's the kind of art I, I I like and what I enjoy doing. But um, I love it when you get those lessons mm. in sort of seeing it's to yeah. me like a divine trickster. Um, yeah. like he's coming along and going, ah, don't take yourself too seriously, mate. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, let it go. You don't take any of the stuff with you. Mm. So, uh, and, and nature is not perfect, thing. and nature is not perfect um, either. I mean, all those leaves are not that perfect. You know that you. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, uh, that's it. That's it. Mm. I mean, it's funny. I've seen. Um, I make these very perfect little videos online now and, and put them out. And I think for the first time recently, I, I filmed something just kind of just much more spontaneously. And I was having I was a bit of a bad day because I had my back my back was sore. Um it was pouring with rain. I didn't have much time. And I'm in the forest, you know, I've got to walk the dog regardless. And I'm walking through the forest in a pouring rain day. And usually, you know, I'm not going to make something on a day like that. And I passed this tree and I picked up some leaves and I stuck it to the tree. And I thought, oh, the rainwater can stick it on. I'm going to just put a line of leaves down this tree while, while I'm walking past it. And I did that. And I thought, well, I wonder what another line would look like. Yeah. And before I knew it, I'd been there like, like, 20 minutes or something like this and covering it and I, it was looking really fun and I loved it and I loved that all of a sudden I wasn't thinking about my sore back and all the other stuff that yeah. was bothering me and um, so I pulled out my camera and I just made a quick like video just going ah oh, you know what I was grumpy today and and I just changed my mind a little bit and and I hadn't planned this and it's really nice not planning it you know I made a little few comments yeah. about that and um and I posted that online and that's been the most popular video in a in in a year. Um, it sort of kind of went a bit viral and had like a million views of that, and with and, and a thousand comments of people saying, "This moved me to tears." Or really, and I'm like, "What? What really?" Um, and I realized <laughs> it was because I was being frank about it. I was and I was sort of inviting people in on, in on the process and and um and and being. As, as authentic, you know, was being completely authentic in that moment, not curating things so much. And you realize that in that environment where you can be vulnerable and share that in some shape or form, there's a richness in that. And it's made me really sort of review and think, yeah, you've got to, you know, it's it's the things we connect with are the very personal ones. Yeah. Um, you know, when we are ourselves and we reveal the things that are tough for us because everybody else has got those things going on exactly. as well yeah and it was actually that video where i came across you uh oh, that see. was the video yeah and then i yeah. thought hey this is so interesting and um and that made me look at your other work as well so that was a great video a great moment that you did that 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It, was uh, it was it was uh, it cha- it changed my mind, which I really like the notion of. I think that it's one yeah. of the hardest things to do is to change our mind about things and um and making this sort of conscious decisions to go. I don't feel great. What is there? Uh, all right, I'll work at this, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like doing this or whatever. But you just you make yourself do it. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and we we think we are we're, uh, we think we are our thoughts. We think we are our emotions, but we're not. There's a kind of quietness where the the awareness that lies behind that. Yeah. If you can tap into that, and and you 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 know you don't cling on to, or you I like this notion of you observe your thoughts, you observe your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm in that environment, I think I, I connect with that more. It quietens down your thoughts. Your your you know you, it's a like a meditation. Yeah. Um, there's sometimes you know when you work on the beach and the tide is coming, and I oh, can yeah. get a little bit stressed there. You know because you're like, oh, I'm nearly finished. Yeah. I've <laughs> got two minutes or ten minutes. It's it's, it's hard to say. You never know yeah. that wave is going to come over and mm-hmm. and ruin it. But um, I say ruin it, but. Sometimes people are standing by and when that wave does come over, you know, um, it's it's never the land artists, but non-armed land artists go, oh, no, oh, no. And the land artists tend to go, oh, look at that. Isn't that lovely? Because everything's ephemeral at the end of the day and to what be destroyed uh, or or, or taken back, you know, are just returning to its natural form. That exactly. is something lovely about that, and it, another lesson of of not grasping of impermanence. Um, so, uh, um, but I'm not saying I'm not. I don't sometimes get a bit stressed thinking, "Oh, I really want this to be finished. I want yeah. it to be before that wave comes along." <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, you're, you're you're balancing these things. Mm. But how many lovely lessons you learn through this art as well? You know that you yes. that you can see that and that you can acknowledge that and. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's it's wonderful uh, that it's nature. You're in nature. It costs nothing. It just it just takes time and patience to do it. Yes. Well, it's it's funny. Um, the fact that it's it, like when when I meet people on 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 the beach or something. That's where more where I meet most people. Um, out walking their dogs and things. Um. Uh, I, I, it's hard not to proselytize and go, yes, it's free, it's healthy, it gets you outside, it gets you, yeah. you know, sunlight, it gets you meeting people, um, it gets you away from your your, your thoughts, have, have to quieten down in order to focus on this meditative process. So it sort of ticks so many boxes um, that, that are good for us that, you know, I've got to not sort of preach too much about that when I, when I, when I meet with people. But I um, think it's um, important, you know, that you yes, say yeah. that so people yeah. think about it in a different way. Yes. But the, it's, it's funny because one of the things that people often say to me is, oh, you must have a lot of patience. Uh, and it always kind of makes me laugh because I think when there's a thing that you'd, the, the the thing you really want to be doing, if you have any free time and it's the one thing you really want to do, that doesn't involve patience. You know, if you like Actually, reading yeah. books on a on a on a towel on a beach in a warm country, you know, which I think we all kind of like a bit of that, and some people really like that. You don't somebody reading that book, we don't say, "Oh, you've had a lot of patience sitting on that yeah. today." And I like. <laughs> But its exact reverse for me is like, oh damn, I've only got four hours to to, mm. to before I have to get back and do something, you know, pick someone up or whatever. Um, so I, I'm never feeling like I don't have the patience for these things. You know, there's times you go out and the the wind comes along and you're halfway there and it blows something away or, you know, it starts to rain or something, and it and it can you know it can press your buttons a bit, but um, I, you know, I'll never come away sort of like feeling well that was a waste of time you know oh, because yeah. you've still yeah. spent that time it, it depends what you what you want or what you see mm-hmm. uh, what the gain of it is mm-hmm. um yeah so so it, for me it doesn't take patience to to, to make those things well it's also uh, that uh, that is also a little lesson that if you did something and the wind blew it away you still did it and you still had that experience even though yes. it's not visible anymore and i think Many things in life are like that. You know, we dismiss things and say, oh, that was a waste of time. But actually nothing is a waste of time. So yeah. in, through this art, you also can can show that 
uh, you know, that or experience that that little life lesson. Yes, I, I, I don't see, I don't sort of tend to separate things so much these days into good or bad experiences in that way, because I'm like, everything is teaching you something, you know, and, and, and usually it's about our attachments to things, you know, and, and learning to let go. And, you know, um, you know, my mum not being well, she's now down staying with us at the, at the moment. Um, I, I don't know how long that will be for. It might be for, for, uh, you know, the long term. And it like it, everything changes, you know, all your, your, yeah. your notions of what you can do and when and all that stuff. But I'm like, this is good. This is, I, I see it all in terms of free to try to frame those things in terms of, mm-hmm. yeah, there's some challenges, but, um, this is going to teach me this and this and this. I can see exactly. that. And yeah. I welcome that. I, I, I kind of welcome it. So, um, and I, I think for me that all that, that time in Landor and the time of doing that, um, it's taught me, you know, it's like this, it's like, there's not, there's, there's no one sort of said the words to me, but you know, you, you, you get the words, you get that teaching from, from the forest, from the beach, from the, from the quiet. Um, and that's, it's a hard thing to, to put into words. And, and, um, uh, it's when it's only when you're there and, when you're getting to share that in particular, you know, at our at our European Land Art Festival, I had a day in the forest there, and some child um, came up and um, jumped on my back when I was making something on the ground, mm-hmm. and they were pretending they were a lion, and they were sort of hand coming over my shoulder trying to help with what I was doing or something. I never saw that child's face, but it, they were there for about 15 minutes, sort of roaring and being this little light on my back, um, just playing and just embracing the moment. And they felt like they were safe and okay to do that because here's a, here's a, here's a grown-up that's playing in the ground, you know? Yeah. Of that little relationship thing, you know, that thing that, that sort of opens up and in that environment. And when else and where else are you going to have those kind of experiences? Exactly. You know, yeah. That sort of invitation to play and that, that allowed those kind of moments to arise. And that to me, when I come away, you know, we'd all, the, the fellow land artists would say, oh, what's what's what was your best thing today? And we all come out with the same kind of stories. It's all to do with, you know, um, a child that that's too scared, too nervous. And then half an hour later, they're on their hands and knees and they're laughing and they're making something and they're having a, r- a real you know, moment. Um, that's, that's the richness. And sometimes I think um, um, it's, it, it's giving people permission. Um, th- there was a, there was a moment um, last year, my wife's a wild swimmer. Um, she swims in the sea all, all times a year and, um, and she was with a friend of hers and they, she went down to the beach and I came with them. I think I had the dog with me and um, she says, right, we'll swim. You you just watch the dog and, and we'll be we'll be out for like 15, 20 minutes. So I began to make sand balls. You know, you just take wet sand and shape it into a perfect sphere. Um, there's a chap, I can't recall his name at the moment, but who specializes in, the, in this um, uh, sand globes. And and they're 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 not too tricky. You can learn to make them really quite accurately. It's quite fun. Anyway, I began making these and placing them on top of the the pillars on the groins going out to sea um uh, um down here near Portobello, and um this family walked past you know and there's a lot of people's passing and sort of noting noticing and nodding or smiling or something. But this family walks past and this child is so intrigued. And he's sort of pulling at his dad's arm, like, ah, I want to go and see closer. And the man, of course, the dad is going, don't bother the man. Don't bother oh, the man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking over at the kid and going, do you want to come and see? Come and come and see. You know, I, I love it. I want those interactions. That's the thing you sort of welcome. So this kid came up, you know, and I, and I says, do you want to try to do this? So I was showing him and helping him to make a, um, his first sandball, you know, and it's quite tricky to do for a small child. They don't have the, the hand size and things like this. But I got them to make that, and and the parents are sort of standing up there on the on the promenade, you know, sort of watching like this. And I thought you're not really beach people, you know, they're not on the sand. They're up there. Yeah, up. yeah. And I can see they're not maybe that so inclined to go and and have that sort of play. 
And and I started doing this with the kid, and I, I I didn't want to stop. You know, I'm like, no, no, let's do this for a while. And before you know it, the, the parents had sort of found a gap in the wall and, and come down to sort of join us beside us. You know, and I, I, eventually I went back to doing what I was doing, and then I looked over uh, about two or three minutes later, and the mother, the father, the kid, they oh, were all on wow. their hands and knees, all making these sandballs. And Amazing. You think, um, that wouldn't have happened otherwise, you know, and like that moment of playing with your kid, it's so important. Absolutely. So that's, that's the bit. And I was like, that was my moment for the day. That was my like, whoa, that was great. That's mm -hmm. what I want. That's what I want to, to bring more of that into the world. That that would be great. Absolutely. Oh, I totally agree with you. And it's that, that it's such a basic, such a, you know, it, it didn't cost them anything, or they didn't. They didn't have to travel over the world to, to um, experience something. It's there yeah. in the sand at the sea. But um, I, now that you're talking about the children and and the childlike uh, thing about it, uh, this is also something that intrigued me because uh, what I did sometimes well I do sometimes when I walk here and I live in the city but there's a beautiful park uh, nearby and if I go for a jog or a run and it's and the weather is nice um, I make little hearts with flowers or leaves or berries or something that I find in the park and I'll make a heart under a tree or but it's just basic it's not your type of of you know intricate art but it's just just a plain heart under a tree in the in the soil, um, and it's also fascinating for me how people. Um, I mean, I'm I do it. It I spend the time there, and and it's exactly what you're saying. It's you're totally in your mind. You're totally, you know, away from everything else, thinking of yes. things, and um, it's sort of isolating. I, I isolate myself and my mind in that moment of making it or gathering the, the little things that I want to put in the heart. But it's always, always for me when I walk away and I see people come to see the heart, that also, um, is satisfying. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, yes. Yes. it's almost that maybe it's, it's childlike to do that for me, probably, but yeah. but for me, it's always afterwards the people that come to the heart or that take a photograph of the heart. And then I think, okay, so maybe that intrigued them. Yeah, yeah, and and, and the things that, that that the things that begins, you know, that these little quiet moments that that, yeah. that there's a as a notion of of the sort of ripple. It's a theme that we like to have for the European Land Art Festival, which is ripples of kindness. Mm. And you 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 invite people into that moment to make something to, you know, you're, you're being kind of you're nurturing of people. And I love the notion that that ripples outwards. We don't know that the consequence of our actions, whether they're good or bad, they they ripple onwards in ways yeah. we can't imagine. Uh, um, and I love to see that. You know, it's just. The days that I've had made things with, 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 with people, and and to see, and I think, oh, what's what's how is this going to impact their lives going forward? You know, um, because I think we've all remembered, you know, those moments or those teachers and those people at school, or or that moment when you've you've met with someone, but that's had that impact on you. You know, you never know what it is. You know, you look to any. Exactly any writer or musician or artist and say what was the moment you know what what sparked this exactly. and it's nearly always yeah. like oh I, I had this one teacher who took me aside and said look mm. read this um, practice this or, or, or look at this you know something like that that make the difference and you think um yeah like like trying to embody something of that that you might be able you might be giving that a little bit of that and it doesn't have to be that profound it's just those little quiet moments i think they yeah. are the ones that are important yeah just just to spread that yeah well i if you talk about that i mean i've interviewed uh over 700 artists and wow it's yeah and i can tell you honestly these are the stories it's like something yes. like I went to a, a science um, exhibition or something, and 
Um, they somebody played a note, a note, one note on a on a cello, and that sound inspired somebody to go and play the cello, or it's yes. a teacher that said something, or it's you know a parent that did something, or they've been somewhere, and it's really it's it's little things that you think, how is this possible that this one incident can inspire somebody to become a conductor or a painter or something and it's true you know so yes it's true you never know uh the things you say the things you do uh and and that ripple effect of it yes well for, for me mine was uh um a, a friend of mine in, in portobello um kirsty had posted online uh on facebook or something um 2018 she says tomorrow me and the family are off to the European Land Art Festival or, or what was the rock stacking championships at the time. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. What is that? Mm -hmm. So I sort of looked it up and then ended up going and just uh, I got there and I saw these land artists on the beach making things. You know, they, I was behind a rope. We had a rope. There was a rope across the part of the beach and all the public are there and the artists on the other side. And it was quite weird because I got, I spent the day feeling a bit annoyed going, I'm on the wrong side of this rope. Oh, really? These are my friends. Mm. These, this is my tribe. These are my people. Um, mm. I'm in the wrong place. And I was, I, I literally knew it like completely. And I'd never met any of them before. I'd never done this before, which is quite weird because I've always been very sort of artistically inclined. And I, and I loved Andy Goldsworthy. They are sort of, um, uh, yeah, someone a lot of a lot of people will know um, from his his wonderful land art, um, which he was doing back in the eighties and maybe even seventies. Um, well, um, um, so I, I, it was really that was a moment that you know that that changed it for me. And then um, I spoke with um, James Craig Page, the organizer there, and I says, right. I want to, I want to get involved with this and by day two I was going and taking part in some of the, wow. the, the things that they were doing there and um and it, and it sort of took off from there right from that moment I was like no I need to be back I need to be involved um and and now I I, I go with the same group of people there's a sort of coterie of us that tend to go to all the different festivals around the world um and and most of them are sort of full-time land artists not all of them some of them are like myself and have a sort of other career as well and they make time for that but um uh and uh there's there's been festivals in the world rock stacking championships in in texas there's uh Tolive, one in in the south of ireland um there's uh land sandstone down in um yorkshire and south yorkshire um, and then ours in in Dubar. So um, they are wonderful events for having like families and and people turn up. And and best of all is just when it's people walking along and they had no idea it was on and they turn the oh, corner. Really? Absolutely astounding artworks that have you know someone has been working on for five hours. You know, amazing. That's a joy. Yeah, that's amazing. But it's um I I also I'm very um fascinated by the fact that you also want to inspire children because i think that's so important uh especially nowadays that art is being taken out of schools and children yeah. get less and less time mm -hmm. but now we can do you know something like this that's so basic but taking children back into nature showing them being making them aware and uh you know to to what is possible to do i think that is so wonderful yeah yeah that's it's it seems a criminal thing to 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 remove that because we are our species is a creative species exactly. and you know you yeah. remove that it's like taking food away from people it's not you know it, it's you know if, if it's fundamental it's fundamentally who we are as as people as creative it's what's made us so um you know rich a species if you took art away from from all the things that we do what on earth would we be doing? You know, we'd miss out on on so much. And and there's this notion that we've got to focus on on uh, on you know GDP and 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 the finance. And you've all got to be good at your sciences, maths. And you're like, yes, yes, they they have their place. But you can't rob what is fundamental to to us as a species. And 
that nurturing that creativity itself um it it comes out in all other forms when you're relaxed and you're being creative that has a major impact you know and i don't doubt there is there are studies that support that you know that's it's it'd be interesting to to, to a see a lot of studies support evidence. that john yeah 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 it's just we we um you know it's the difference between what governments um want and what people want exactly <laughs> you know, which is increasingly yeah. sort of uh, different directions these days um but yeah i i you know i, I i'm i'm so sold on on the benefits of of art or certainly has been for me you know it's 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 been everything for my life well if you look at art um i mean if you just look at uh, all the different forms of art um how interlinked science and maths are in these art forms you know if you look at say pottery or a, a potter it needs to understand science to be able to do his art form um, I mean, music. It's it's clear that music had yeah. to has to do with m the patterns in maths, you know. So yes. Yes. these these subjects are all interlinked, and um, I mean, I think we should be looking at teaching art alongside science and maths and languages in a school. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, I mean, um, I, what I'd love is is to be taking more kids out. Um, into into nature and I've done some of that with schools um as a school uh, local school tower bank uh, I've spent a couple of days on the beach with them um you know working on land art projects that they were doing and likewise um um with them in the forest for a day and what a joy to see what these kids make and just the cooperation that was the thing that surprised me how well they all work together and how they weren't you know, I think when they're adults are quite often quite protective and like, no, I'm doing this, you know, and yeah. these kids were so good at working together and, and sort of having a, a sort of holistic approach to it all. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, and it's a, there's, a, there's a friend of mine, uh, James Brunt, he's, he's uh, does a phenomenal number of these workshops in schools um, down in England. And, you know, um, from one day to the next, he's going with, uh, you know, almost all the different years in one school, making often a giant mandala and, you know, just seeing how that evolves, even in the middle of winter or, or um, you know, some some pretty, you know, that you think there's not much natural materials around, but James has got a knack of going, well, look, he sends the kids out and he gets them to to say, well, what can you see? You know, teaching them to look and see in a different way and, and say, well, look, there's someone's cut the grass there's there's dried grass there we can use there's twigs there's there's sort of mulchy leaves and before you know it you've got you've got a design it might even though it's might be you know um um february or something and there's not a lot of new growth yeah. around there's not a lot that way but um um and that's that's it's just uh, I hear lovely stories that he tells about that, and um, and that's something um, um, I'm looking to hoping to do more workshops with. You know, I've done a few of the work workshops around um, here in Edinburgh, but um, you know, I'd like to get involved with more. But it's it's a matter of sort of getting under the radar of these different things, uh, different yeah. uh, um, you know local education authorities, that kind of thing. So we'll that's see the tricky part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a process, but I just uh, I feel like I'll put the intention out there and just see what and it's yeah, uh, it's the yeah. universe kind of provides but, there. You know, that's I'm 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 I have got too much enthusiasm to kind of keep it wrapped up. Yeah. It's, um, I'm um good intentions to be able to mm. share that more. No, absolutely, and I think it's also you know children giving them the opportunity, but also learning from them because i think children have less boundaries than we have in that sense you know so yes. it's it's wonderful wonderful project but now lawrence i mean this is you apart from you reaching out and and doing these educational projects what still is there for you what is the wish for you for the future um to to flourish in and to make this a more sustainable as a, a means for me to be able to practice this more um and i i'm not a financially inclined person as if i yeah. am 
to get by that I, I'm not really interested in anything more than that. So, mm. but it, so if I can get a, a sort of model of this, that's, that's allowing me in some shape or form to, to do this more. And, and, you know, currently that is the case because, you know, um, I'm not always busy shooting my photography work. Um, when I do, it's quite intense. Um, but, it, it, you know, because it's quite often intense, short bursts of, right, here's this project we've got to work on. And it's full on long days often, uh, wait for a week or something like that. And then when I come back from that, right, I'm going to dedicate some time to, to to being in the forest and things so uh it's just it's it's a tricky balance to get that right and and to make that time because you know there's lots of other things pulling you away always yeah so if i can just keep doing that and keep and and be able able to make that that sort of richer and um uh a more concrete part of my life um in a way that's involving other people like that that's that's where my sort of intentions at but it, it, it's curious you're asking because i'm not i think ironically i'm not really focused on well what exactly do i want here mm. um, and i asked for um i think it's um is it julia cameron's the artist's way i think there's a book that's like a journal that you write and it's about nurturing you as an artist and what you want and what you want to do mm. ask for that for christmas so so oh, for okay my, so I'm hoping if I get that, that's going to be something that will help with you know, just what you've asked yeah. there. I think I maybe would benefit from, you know, getting a kind of clear vision of exactly what I'd want that to be. Because I think when you've got that clearer picture, it makes it easier to uh, to get there. Mm. Yeah. Also, I think we, we have the picture, but sometimes the whole evolution of what we're doing takes us in a in a direction, you know, that sometimes works out better than we could have ever imagined. Yes, it's like that when, um, you know, when bad things happen, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah. um, how, how is it? I, I like, I've got this sort of notion that when these things we perceive as really positive or really negative happen, it's a bit like a lifeline and there's this big spike of something or it's exactly. often, oh, I was in a crash or it goes down like that. And I believe it's not about that moment. It's about the consequence of that. It's how do we react to that? You know, that's just mm -hmm. a thing that's that that that's an event that happens, and and if we try not to label it. Um, yeah. uh, it doesn't it doesn't have a value in and of itself. It's just mm -hmm. how we are reacting to that, how we are dealing with that. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, that's that that. Um, yeah, that really has an impact on the how I try to see these these sort of challenges. So sometimes it's someone even losing a job, you know, it's something that can seem pretty awful, but that might facilitate, you know, exactly yeah. being up to do some other things. And, you know, even if it means living a lot more, basically a lot more frugally, um, a lifestyle, you know, um, so it just depends what it, um, you know, being open to and not, not deciding about, uh, you know, what, what's good, what's bad. Exactly. I mean, this this you hear so often about people through the whole pandemic, you know, how things changed for them, but actually for the positive. So uh, what was a, a yeah. negative situation turned yeah. out for some people to to really be a, po a big positive, you know, so. Yeah, well, it was yeah. it was for me largely. I mean, you know, we all had that sort of worry, especially in the beginning mm -hmm. of like, Whoa, what's happening here? You know, the uncertainty of it all. Um, yeah. After that, when I spent so much time sitting, listening to the sound of the the trees in the garden, you know, I was very blessed to have a garden. It made me so like think, I thought a lot about people who are in, you know, isolated in flats on their own or with a, a mother with a couple of young children in a tower block or something. I thought, oh my yeah. God, that's, that's just the toughest deal. So I was such so much gratitude that um for for what i'd had there and i've learned to really i listened a lot to the sound mm. of nature and it really i don't know it was like it was like something that you become more attuned to and if i'm in exactly. a forest that the sound yeah. of of the wind in the trees and things like this mm. can sound a bit weird to express no, but it's, it's, that is but that is yeah but a lovely name as well it's um it's known as sethurism the sound of the wind in through oh, really? or trees yeah mm. yeah and i love it i just love it that's uh mm. that's like music for me you know I, I, um I, and that's something that happened over the over the pandemic um because mm. um i just sat and sort of absorbed that and and gained a lot from that mm. 
Well, I spoke to a ballet dancer um, in that time, and and she said that uh, she started noticing bees on her balcony, which she never done uh, did before. And I yeah, thought, how? Go. Yeah, it's isn't it interesting that the moment we had time, we started noticing all these little things that yeah. that just passes us by. Yes, if we don't label something you know if we don't project a label on oh this is a bad bad time you know yeah. and of course people have a lot of challenges you know we all had some degree or another of that um but you know the worrying doesn't yeah. Yeah. at all yeah um, and if you remove that if you you know if you can um quiet that mind and sort of say well what is going on you know what are you experiencing what are you seeing what is that moment and for me, I spent at the time, because um, at that time, I was more drawn to, to stacking rocks or balancing rocks, something uh, that sort of completely shifted away from. I'm not so drawn to now. I'm, I'm, I'm loving making these things on the ground and the animations and things. Um, uh, I, but it really, it was so nice to be able to do. It was, uh, you know, because your focus is entirely on that it just goes exactly. right we're not going to dwell on something you know a, a thought that's not serving you you've got to focus on are you going to get this to these rocks to balance here mm. um and that it, it you know it, it focuses in your mind in a sort of quite a weird that's way you can get almost an altered state from just mm. sitting there staring at those those same points for 10 minutes as you're trying to balance that one rock it would um would definitely have an impact mm, no that's true but Lawrence this was so great talking to you and uh, it's wonderful following you and seeing all the lovely artwork that you're doing in nature you really inspired me thank you thank you it's a joy to get the chance to do this I, I have I've uh, I've only done one other sort of podcast type affair in the oh, past really? it's quite interesting to, to, to do this no, but it's great because then people can also maybe, you know, get inspired as well. And uh, and I'm, I'm really, um, I hope you get to the work done with the children that you wish to do. And, and I'll put the wish out as well because I would love to, yeah. yeah, to think that more children would be able to do something like that. Yes. Okay, yeah. Thank you. That's appreciated. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to uh, to talk with you. It's a great pleasure and have a lovely Christmas and a lovely um, rest of the winter in Scotland. Okay, and to you too. <laughs> All right, take care. Thank you, Lawrence. Bye. Bye. Bye.